there. So whenever you're ready with that intro. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking, can-am soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how's it going, buddy? Good, Jeremy. How about you? Good. Oh, sorry if that was a little loud. No, you know, it sounds it sounds like we both live in a soup can. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, but this one isn't a Campbell soup can. It's a squad cast. Yeah. Can. Yeah. My goodness. Like, it, it does not sound too good, but hopefully the uh, local stored audio is better. But I don't know. We'll, we'll try it a little bit longer. Uh, I had a question for you. Like you were asking about uh, getting a new iMac for yes. video editing or whatever, like as a new computer. Um, those things look cool. You know, I, I remember seeing something about the product launch, but then I totally forgot about it. But those are insanely thin computers, aren't they? They are the new 2022. They shrunk it down back down to 24 inches, but... They also uh, went from 10 core back down to eight mm. as the maximum. So I'm not, and then they increased the price. So I'm like, eh. And I did a lot of research, and then I don't know why. I didn't think about this sooner, but I went to Apple, the Apple store, and I looked at their factory refurbished computers and saw how they do it and read what their refurbishing process really is. And so I've been looking at those and it looks like I can save about 30 to 60%. Oh, wow. And the only thing old would be the case, mm. but cause they go through every component on the inside, change everything that doesn't meet current production standards. And I can probably get a iMac Pro for less than I can get a 2024 iMac. Oh, wow. And it's 27-inch. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so what when you say you wanted to do, like, fo- uh, video editing and stuff, like, you, like, just basic, like, cutting clips together and stuff like that? Um. There's some, there's a guy I used to know, um, I did that, uh, I did a training program for um, pew-pews and uh, active shooter stuff and home invasion or office invasion, church invasion kind of things. Mm. And I did a curriculum and then just gave it to him because I'm not doing that anymore mm-hmm. actively and they are now starting to uh, film it. Oh, wow. And they want me to uh, see if I, if they'll, you know, hey, if we send this stuff to you, can you make sure it's, you know, in good? Do you see any mistakes? Do you see anything we can do better? Um, and then and he asked me if I could edit. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, it's easy. Just do this and that, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. 
and he's like, so the because they'll still have the original. I'll have the what they sent me. I edit what I think needs to be edited, and then send that back to them, and they just compare them. Oh, okay. Because at he has access to like uh, studio quality equipment because what he does in his day job mm-hmm. is uh, studio editing for a documentary filmmaker. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, Discovery Channel. You might have heard of them. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. And he's like, you, but you need at least this much um, processing power for rendering. And yeah. when he sends it to me, I'm going to have to, it'll be in this other format because it's smaller. Hmm. But all the data is there for a 4K video. Hmm. And you just open it. But he said it might take all day. Oh, wow. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, he's gonna. He sent me some stuff to read, uh, on like the idiot's guide to what he wants me to do. Yeah, yeah. But I'm more interested in the content, not the presentation. You know, yeah. not the quality of you know, no light. You know, none of that stuff, because they try not to do any of that because they want whatever their training is to mirror real life situations. Yeah. And anyway, so the first one he wants me to do is, uh, a school. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. And so the first one I'll do is a church. Hmm. So like active shooter in a church situation. Yeah. That happened a couple times yeah. uh, that have made the news, but I know of two, Never made the news because here's what happened. Um, the church has, you know, two A supporters that go there. They have people that yeah, um, yeah. are, well, this particular church has uh, three people that are secret service agents. They have people that are private security, that are retired military, retired cop, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. The church has a security system <laughs> on two legs. And they're everywhere. Yeah. And they also have video and all and all that stuff. But a guy came into that church. He was armed. And the whole thing lasted about six seconds. Hmm. And he was subdued. Cops called. You know, they had him on the steps waiting. And, hmm. yeah. and then the other one, uh, the guy shot once. But they still to this day don't know what it hit. Hmm. Because <laughs> they've never been able to find, like, anything. So they yeah. don't know if it was a homemade blank or what. But oh, wow. uh, he didn't survive. Hmm. As it should be. And unfortunately, um, it, it was a freak accident, they said. Because a woman who was uh, had got up during the service use the bathroom and the bathroom for the congregation. There's like guest bathrooms in the atrium or the foyer or whatever. Okay. And that's where she was. He walks by, um, starts yelling what he's doing about the same time she's walking out and she was kind of a heavy set woman and she just went to tackle him and on his way up <laughs> to the ground, his head hit the side of a pew, broke his neck. Really? <laughs> oh, Bertha got him again. 
I said, you can't make that into a, a movie or an episode of Friends. My God. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, because when he was telling me the story, I was laughing. He's like, yeah, I know it's funny, but come on. <laughs> no, really, it's funny. Yeah. I think her plaque should be like a, a bronze chocolate cake. I mean, something. <laughs> yeah, with a with a linebacker on it <laughs> in, yeah, a, in mean, a dress. Or job by the hut. I don't know. That's funny. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, we haven't talked about it here. You hear what uh, Trudy's trying to do? Little boy wonder. I heard that he outlawed guns, <laughs> and then you can't buy or sell them anymore. Handguns. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is, is that he doesn't have the authority to do that. Like he just stands up on a podium and and plays like Mr. Make-Belief and says, as of today in Canada, we will no longer be allowed to sell or buy handguns. And it's like, dude, so is this how it works now? You just stand up and declare what you think? No, dude. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, there are still some of us who have half of a brain and we know how the system works. You have no authority upon which to do what you're doing. And also, I stopped listening to you a long time ago. Man, that guy's a full-on retard. Oh, so dumb. No, you're absolutely right. He <laughs> is. But as long as he he gets away with whatever he says and does, and then it goes into... um practice you're right he said you can't buy or sell guns anymore handguns anymore and then the, the the all the authorities from local level to federal they do that and they enforce it but they you know they, he may not have a right to do it it may not be legal but it goes into practice but they, as they long won't. As, you know as long as the people let him yeah but i that's the one thing about this little uh, trudy is that people don't enforce what he says because he's a dipshit like he's an absolute wing nut yeah, the son of Fidel Castro. Come on, give me a break. Like, um, you know, all it would take is it, say, if I were to go and buy a handgun legally, right? Air quotes legally, because apparently it's not now. And then, you know, the police find out or whatever happens, I get to, I take it to court and then I'm like, okay, well, let's look at exactly what our law says. Because we still have a legal system in this country. We still have, and, and politicians are not like, they're not police. They can't just declare things, right? That's what the RCMP does all the time too. And then it always gets rescinded in court because you don't have that authority. So all I have to do is go out and buy a handgun and then I'll wave it in front of the crown and say, look at this, I just bought a handgun. Trudy says it's legal, let's go to court. And now all of a sudden it's gonna be like, oh yes, he does, doesn't actually have the power. And he will never get that power. That law will never come into existence. But since the media did a little thing about him with his little gay lisp um, then everybody thinks it's illegal, right? But that stuff won't fly. Everybody thinks that Canadians are a bunch of pacifist nincompoops. And it's because uh, Trudy stands up and says one thing, like a little weird boy that he is, and that's all the media shows. And then all of a sudden you find out what actually happens in court. And it's like, oh, okay, he has, like, I don't know. I would say 90% of what he says doesn't ever happen. Like, it's just bullshit. I don't, I don't get that guy. He's got the media wrapped around his finger. The one thing that's really scary to me is that this, have you heard of Bill C-11 that he's trying to push through? No. 
so he claims it's in an effort to help Canadian content creators get more recognized. And basically, it would give, and this is a bill he's actually pushing through properly, getting votes, right? Pushing it through the House, and it could actually become law. Not like him standing up and talking about guns that he knows nothing of. But Bill C-11 um, basically gives the right for the Canadian government to monitor and regulate all internet in Canada. That is terrifying. That, you... I would be more okay with them taking away handguns than I would with them taking away my freedom of information that I can go out and collect. Like that's full on communist right there. That's a communist move, right? If not worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, like, like there's no good country on earth that does that to their citizens right now. Not one. Like what? North Korea. <laughs> I mean like, okay, that, oh, let's go that route. You know, China? Yeah, let's go that route. Let, let's, And so anyways, there's a YouTube has been sponsoring this ad. I see it on Instagram all the time. And it's like, uh, basically they, like one of the things they've got like some woke look, looking person and it's like, let's keep YouTube weird. And, and I'm like, what is it? At first I was like ticked off and I'm like, oh, actually, okay, I get it. And so it's a petition and I signed the petition because it's like, absolutely. Like you have no right to ever regulate what I have a right to go out and, and see or share on the internet. Like that's a, that's a first amendment thing for Americans. Right. But, um, but yeah, Canada is under attack for that right now. And, and Justine Trudy is trying to take control of what we're allowed to see. They're and trying to do that here, but in another way they're they can't legislate it because of the constitution, but, since the the you know the people with the money, the people that are in office, the corporate leaders and all that are in this, you know they have the agenda. Mm -hmm. They can circumvent the Constitution and regulate the First Amendment through industry, not through legislation. Mm -hmm. And they've mm -hmm. done very well at it. That makes sense. Um, and but. There's a Supreme Court case from a long time ago. Um, but what it says is if the fed, if a private entity, an individual or a corporation, so, you know, any entity on behalf of the government violates your constitutional rights, then they apply, right? Oh, okay. I don't, and I don't know why... This isn't because we can draw a direct line between uh, a certain administration and the parent company of Facebook, Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and then the, since China owns Google and YouTube and everything else, mm -hmm. you know, they get to do whatever they want. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, you know, here, here's another thing, and it's a parallel to this handgun thing that you guys are dealing with when it comes to um, civil, asset, civil asset forfeiture. Um, our law enforcement, federal, state, local, have the authority to just seize your property. If they believe there's a crime, you know, 
like the most prevalent example of it is I'm going to go buy something in cash. Okay. And I have the cash with me and I get pulled over. They find the cash. I'm like, what is this cash for? Oh, I'm going to go buy something. Here's even the ad. Uh, we'd think it's uh, your, it's a uh, proceeds of an illicit operation. We're going to just go ahead and take that. Mm-hmm. If you want to back sue us. Wow. And that is happening everywhere in America. And it's not a, it, you know, people aren't outraged and how the, my local police up in Livingston, when the chief of police got in trouble to the point where he had to step down for borrowing money from the evidence locker, <laughs> the mayor defended him by saying, Hey, this guy, you know, brought in over a million dollars in County revenue last year. Well, no, it was through tickets and civil asset forfeiture. You're stealing money. Yeah. And all it, all it is is stealing because if, you know, you take five grand from me and the threshold is five grand. So if you take, oh, wow. you know, six grand from me, then it's going to cost me more than $6,000 to sue you. Yeah. And yeah. they know this. Wow. Now, what they don't know is I would do it. Yeah. But, and then the, the FBI, the DEA, and a couple other federal agencies, probably all of them, but the ones that make the news, what they do is, you know, we're going to take one example was a guy, a retired Marine, lives in Arizona or Texas, something like that, somewhere that wasn't California but is in the Southwest. And he was on his way to California to help to buy something for his daughter, like a car. He took his life savings out of the bank in cash, was driving there to buy whatever his daughter needed, right? Mm-hmm. He gets pulled over in Arizona, and they find and seize the money. The locals will seize the money, right? Mm-hmm. Because even if the state doesn't have a law for civil asset forfeiture, what they do is they seize it on behalf of the feds, call the feds, give it to the feds, and then the feds, as a reward, give back 80% <laughs> of the money to the local, I mean, whoever seized it. Really? Yes. Oh, I mean, this is the mafia stuff. That, that I was just going to say, that sounds exactly like organized crime. <laughs> it is. Wow. And, I mean, there's example after example after example. And we have the uh, a nonprofit, uh, the Institute for Justice, that is on top of this. And they they look for cases to sue to help, you know, yeah, yeah. for free. They help you sue to get your money back on civil yeah. asset forfeiture and other law enforcement overreaches. Mm-hmm. But here's how they really get away with it. If that ain't bad enough, they take $50,000 from you. You're not going to, you can't afford to sue. I'll say 15000 You can't afford to sue because it'll cost you twenty to sue, right? Mm-hmm. And they never charge you criminally, ever. Oh, wow. wow. They just stop you, say, we think you got this for, by illicit means. Take it. If you want it back, you have to sue us and prove you're innocent, which is yeah. a, way against the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fourth and Fourteenth Amendments. And every court keeps saying, oh, yeah, the police have that right. Police. No, they don't. Hmm. And we need it overturned at the... Supreme Court level and 
Put a stop to this crap. Yeah, no kidding. Doesn't it? When you hear about crazy stuff like that, and like all like all the stuff that they're gonna do, take away our internet and blah blah blah. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that I can be happy just to live a simple life, keep to myself, and be well armed. <laughs> like, you know, stupid government. I, I will. You know, it's a hard thing because, you know, as a, as a Christian, what are you supposed to do, right? And, <clears throat> you know, there's a sense where, like, like our leaders are never going to be just an upright men of high moral character, you know? Um, and at the same time, like, okay, if I disagree with the speed limit and I think it's so stupid, like my car could safely do 200 miles an hour, why can't I do it? Well, I understand the rationale, but when you get into politics, right, and there's difference between like a, a governing body trying to make up a, a set of common rules to keep, uh, you know, the, the group of people in a way that we can exist together. That makes sense. We all agree to the rules of the road. Okay. Stop sign means I'm going to stop. Now, if I have a stop sign and you don't, that means you get a go. Even if I'm coming up to the intersection before me, I have to make sure it's safe. You don't have to. We all agree to that. And those are like societal rules that we agree to. Without them in place, it would be chaotic. I understand that. And then there's that stuff, which, which that stuff makes perfect sense to me. You know, if we're all going to live as a whole bunch of people close together, you know, being close proximity to each other, like out here on my farm, it's like, no, I can do whatever I want. Okay. Like, like this is my place. If you don't like it, get out. You know, like when I drive around here, I don't look for people because it's my place, you know, but when I leave this property, okay, now I have to mingle and mix with other people and those rules make sense. But man, when you get into these politicians, it's such a hard line to, for me to decipher. There is a point like, okay, well, the Nazi soldiers, they were obeying the law when they were locking up Jews. Was it morally wrong for them to lock up Jews? Yes. And should they have disobeyed their government? Yes. And we're not in any extreme like that yet. I mean, we're definitely on the path when you, when you, when you just look at reality, okay? Okay, Hitler takes control of the radio waves and the media stations. Well, Justine Trudy is trying to take control of our media right now. Like, we're literally getting close to to at least enabling that power to be given to the government. And so there's a point where it's like, mm, not today, Satan. <laughs> I'm not obeying my government anymore. You know, it's so weird. I don't know. And it's like, you know, you'd never want to, I always want to do what is right. Um, sometimes civil disobedience is what's right. And again, we're not there yet, but... Man, we just keep inching and inching and inching. Like, a, you know, I, I got really, really unpopular with a whole bunch of people when I, I did one thing on Instagram supporting the trucker convoy. <laughs> and so a bunch of people, a few of them I actually had conversations with uh, that, you know, like had watched my YouTube videos for years and years and supported me for years and years. Not supported, but subscribed, followed. Uh, by no means do they like like we're patrons or anything like that, but um, they lived in Ottawa. And I understand that if you were in Ottawa, that was, that was a rough go. Like life sucked when those truckers were there. I get that. But 
they didn't come there for no reason, right? They didn't show up there because it's like, hey, you know what? Let's go pick on Ottawa. Let's go ahead and let's menace. I just wanted to, I want to disrupt society. The reason they went there is because the government was taking controls that they don't have a right to take. And they were literally fighting for their rights, their civil rights and freedoms. And you get leaders in place like Justin Trudy, that, uh, that sing, bing, 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 whatever his name is, who wears the turban, who's on the no travel list for the United States of America. And he just stands up and says, I will back Trudy, right? So now all of a sudden Trudy has a majority government essentially split between two parties. But those truckers were there fighting for their civil rights and freedoms. And yes, it was inconvenient if you lived in Ottawa and the surrounding area. I understand that. But man, if they hadn't done that, we would still be under lockdown. And you know, as soon as that whole thing went down, our, our country opened up. And all of a sudden, everything was like, wow. And you know, I went to like some freedom rallies here in, in Calgary. And when people start saying enough is enough, oh, look at this. Like it's as if, like when I look at, well, other than the, the scared people still wearing masks, it's as if the, the pandemic had never happened. And, you know, nobody had the flu for two years. Nobody had a cold or flu for two years. And, and you know, you go to these, these functions at churches. Oh, yeah, they've got the flu. Everybody's got the flu. Everybody's coughing. I'm like, man, if, if this happened like 18 months ago, <laughs> you'd be like a leper on the outside of the city. Can't enter town. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. You know, and. Like I say, I don't ever want to be in the wrong. I want to do what is right and what is righteous. But there, that's always in the back of my mind. If my government asks me to do something that is wrong, I, I won't do it. You know? Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But here's the thing that people forget that use this argument that well, you know, my boss said so, or the government said so, or blah, blah, blah. What it says, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you have to follow the laws of God and the laws of man. Mm-hmm. What happens if the laws of man conflict with the laws of God? Well, then you don't follow the laws of man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because the laws of God are fi- are absolute. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, they were set literally in stone, <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, we could change ours with um, a shredder and a quill. You know, the laws of God are not going to change. So, uh, no, don't yeah. do it. Um, and I just had this conversation, uh, almost the same conversation, but it was about doing the right thing mm-hmm. and the consequences or the benefits. And I am a shining example of consequences. You know, throughout my military career and then my federal service and my hobbies and everything else, I have done the right thing. I have championed the right thing. Mm. I have had a big mouth for the right thing, and it has cost me dearly. Mm. You know, it cost me promotions in the military. It cost me um, uh, being a deputy director and then a director in the federal government, you know, uh, Mm. because they're like, what? Oh, come on. It's not going to hurt anybody, really. Can't we just go ahead and do this? It's for the betterment of the service or the betterment of the country or the betterment of my career, which means I'll help your career. Mm-hmm. No. No, because I'll get a benefit, sure, 
now, but then I'll go to hell. So no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're like, Oh, I, I actually had this conversation and I can't believe the person responded the way they did. And it actually made me respect them a little bit where I had none before that. They were like, but you're going to hell anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, I know how you live your life Todd, when you were young, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, what's this hurting? I'm like, well, the sins I've committed didn't hurt anybody else. They're just hurting me. And it doesn't matter what you do. If you repent and ask forgiveness, you will be forgiven. I know, but you can see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. While there's no God re- distinction between sin, I think here in the mortal plane, yeah, you know, if I sin and I hurt myself, like you know, drinking to excess, mm-hmm. you know, uh, using the Lord's name in vain, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's just hurting me. And mm-hmm. if I ruin somebody else's career, if I, you know, stab them in the back, I lie, I cheat, I steal, that's hurting someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's why I don't um, cheat on my taxes. I don't lie on my taxes. Mm-hmm. I did make a mistake last year, but I, I corrected it and we paid dearly. But because <laughs> it's the right thing to do is following the law. Yeah. Uh, is is it moral? No, but I can't get away with not doing that. Yeah. Um, because you know, um, Danette was talking about something this week, and I'm like, well, no, we can't do that. Why not? Everybody else does. Yeah, but we're the people that get caught. <laughs> that sounds funny the way you put that. <laughs> I mean, and seriously, I don't yeah. know what it is about our name or our social or what, but <laughs> I, I made a. I actually made an honest mistake on my taxes last year. Yeah. And because my, one of my retirement accounts sent me two different um, statements for the year. Okay. Yep. I never received the second one. Mm, gotcha. And I didn't log into my account <clears throat> to check because I already had one. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just gave that to my accountant, did my taxes. Well, I mean, it was missing. A lot of money. I didn't pay any attention because that's my accountant's job. Mm-hmm. Well, from now on, I'm back to doing my own shit. I mean, mm-hmm. my own taxes and stuff. And um, because that irritated me badly. Because um, I think anybody who, one, is related to me, and two, that knew mm-hmm. um, more information than your regular accountant would know, um, should look at that new. Hey, you sure this is right? No, yeah, yeah. not even nary a word. Um, now, in the end, it's my fault because I should have looked. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so you know, I, I, you know, I could have been a higher rank when I retired. I could have been still working for the government as a probably a director in some agency, um, information law division, and you know, just banking dollars, but. It would be at the cost of someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cannot do that. Yeah. Just like I made, uh, I soul searched every time I had an employee misconduct issue to deal with as a supervisor. Mm-hmm. You know, is this, you know, is what they're doing is against the rules? Yes. Okay. Is it really that bad? Yeah. Okay. Um, and everyone that I wrote up, reprimanded or fired, well deserved it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And but I I wouldn't jump on the bandwagon to help build somebody else's fiefdom, you know. Yeah. There's too much of that in the government. I'm like, I'm a taxpayer just like you, and you want to just create some nonsensical government program process or regulation to give you a higher paying job at the expense of the taxpayer. And what you're trying to do has zero benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, it's going to cost money. So it's a negative. And, you know, um, at one point I made that a moral decision when I worked at immigration and customs enforcement for department of Homeland security. And I was no longer invited to the meetings. Oh, that wow. I should have been in, given my position. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, keep them out of here because, you know, you're trying to you know, re- derail our plans. Hmm. Well, yeah, because your plans are wrong. Yeah. And the, uh, anyway. Hmm. So. I'm going to interject. I'll say thank you for your service, Todd. Your oh. military service. Yeah, and, thank and you. What a Appreciate fitting day. Uh, Memorial Day in the States? Veterans Day. Veterans Day, yes. We call it Remembrance Day. But uh, yes, take a minute Poppy. and uh, thank you as well as all people who have served. Uh, we appreciate the, the work and the sacrifice that you have done. So thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was my pleasure. You know, I wouldn't do it again in today's world because the military mm. has changed so much. They've taken the military out of the military. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a reason that the good order and discipline were there. And <laughs> you you can't have this, this snowflake mentality. Um, yeah. And our military has a timeout. If you're the one getting in trouble or somebody's a supervisor's picking, you can call a timeout. Really? Oh, Jesus, no. Um, I'm telling you, I had a a mouth on me when I was 19 years old, and I thought like every other 19-year-old male that I knew everything. Yeah. And when I got to my first assignment over in England, um, I was introduced to something called blast fence counseling, and that's uh, this big fence bolted to the concrete that directs jet wash upward when we're testing the airplanes yeah behind it is uh, a set of mounds well you can take somebody back there and you know counsel them uh, <laughs> bring them bring them in the line and uh i was running my mouth one night i thought it was funny i'm in the military i haven't adjusted quite yet and this guy named ed gorky he was my shift supervisor and at the time he was my supervisor he just didn't say a word, drove behind the blast fence, and the, like the four-mile journey, everyone in the truck knew what was going to happen but me. Uh. And he went out and parked, and I'm like, oh, this is weird. Um, got out, came around, yanked my skinny little rear end out from under the seat belt <laughs> in one of those bread trucks, right? Yeah. He yanked me out of there. Cause he's about six five, and I'm not, and I was a hundred pounds soaking wet, and he yanked me out of there, and he had me up by my collar, and off the ground, face to, nose to nose, just saying, 
very quietly, but in a very gritted teeth kind of voice. Look, you're the lowest one here, and you need to understand that. But he wasn't quite using those words. Mm-hmm. And um, he put his hand in a fist upside my head, but just placed it there. Mm-hmm. He's like, look how big my fist is, of course, you know, compared to your face. <laughs> Now think about it coming at you at 200 miles an hour. <laughs> and then when he put me down, um, you know, I straightened my uniform out. He straightened his out. He's like, hey, you want to have a smoke? Okay. We stood back there and we smoked and we walked, you know, yeah. far enough away from the truck where they couldn't hear us talk. And he's like, look, you're absolutely <clears throat> right with what you said, not how you said it. Mm, yeah. As the lowest ranking and the newest person in the truck, you're last. You know, wow. you shut up. Yeah. Listen. That's crazy. And, you know, from that point on, Ed and I got along great. But, <laughs> um, and I got along way better because of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And I needed it. It's like when I was a kid, there, uh, there were sometimes I got a spanking I needed. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, not everyone I had I needed or was my fault, but. You know, I'm, I will admit I needed to be spanked and because I'm uh, willful, mm-hmm. I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a child, you don't have that right. It's yeah. a privilege given to you by your parents, you know, like your life. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but, you know, the mil- military, um, there are a lot of things about it. I loved working on airplanes and then being a paralegal. But, and then my two unrelated to either one of those things, trips to Africa, those were awesome. Uh, not sure I'd ever do that again because I still have nightmares every once in a while. Yeah. But uh, the military has changed to the point, even when Danette was retiring, like the, her last half of the career, um, she was seeing the change, and I heard about it every day. And uh, the friends of mine... Well, I had one one friend. Um, she retired from the military, and then actually two weeks later started back as a civilian in the same office, so it was the hmm. exact same environment. And she said over the next t- 10 years, she saw it change to the point where she quit. I can't stand anymore. Oh, wow. It's like watching somebody. Um, <clears throat> here's how she put it. It's like watching your daughter grow up as one of the most Im- impressive human beings ever, and she marries it a loser who takes her to a trailer park and beats her every day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's um, crazy. Like, uh, the whole gender issue. Um, yeah. It seems like the military branches of the military can just pick and choose what rules they, they themselves follow or break. Mm. Um, the most shining example has been, uh, during COVID, uh, when they were going to kick everybody out that didn't um, refuse the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And there was a lawsuit filed. The judge put a uh, hold on that, right? So you're not allowed to kick anybody out. Then the president and the chief of staff, or the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs said, no, don't kick anybody out. And each branch had a policy. They had to, right? Within... However many days of this notice, you will have a policy 
that says all of that is stayed. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, the Army, I know for a fact, because I know somebody that was, works in the office that was processing these things uh, at the department level. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Everything's on hold. We're not kicking anybody. They were kicking thousands of people out a month. Oh, wow. At one point. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they just continued doing it against a federal judge's order. Yeah. And then against the president's order. And then again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway. Crazy. We live in a crazy world, Todd. <clears throat> it is yeah. sheer madness There's ev- a, everywhere you look. You know, the little red poppy is uh, symbolic of, remember, those left behind. Yeah. Thank you for your service, all that. Flinders I fields. think that we should have another thing that we wear here in our country that's remember the military that was left behind. Yeah, yeah. The, the institution, because if you go to war, you have to be able to follow orders right now, not even thinking about it. It's a reflex. It's a muscle memory. Mm-hmm. That's why that, they teach you to fold your stupid socks and make your yeah, bed. Yeah. And then have you do it every day, and then they toss your drawer on the floor and say, it was wrong, do it again. Yeah. They're just conditioning you to follow orders without question. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, I, I've listened to some podcasts and, and different people. Like, I think um, I was listening to Joe Rogan where he's talking to somebody who's in the military and then even talking uh, with some of the, you know, there's some of the famous uh, ex-military people like Jocko and, and some of these guys. And... um like Jack Carr and stuff like that. And they talk about how even <clears throat> something as, as non-moral as physical fitness, the, the, you know, obviously people are like, Oh, well, I identify as this, identify as then, 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 then. And so they want to pander to that. That's wrong. Like, like, I mean, it's, it's so stupid and it's idiotic, but the something as um, you can't argue with, uh, you know, a timed event that you have to move your body across a field over obstacles, carry some weight. And this is a standard that you must meet. If you don't meet this, you're not good enough. And now that's offensive. So they're lowering the standards. <laughs> and like, like I've heard a lot of people say that, man, <clears throat> our, and they use air quotes, our fighting force, man, they're not, they're not putting up the fight that they used to. They're lowering standards. And that's why, like, they're like part of the one of the reasons why they wanted to do it is so that they could have women uh, competing and passing on in some of the same things that men do. Okay, but here's a here's a problem with that. Uh, biologically, I don't care what identify or whatever, all this bull crap. Biologically, males are stronger. We come into this world stronger. That's just a fact of the matter. That that's not being sexist. That's not being a bigot. That's not being anything. It's a fact. Okay, it's like here's a fact: a fish has a tail. Here's another fact: a human doesn't have a tail. Is that offending you? Sorry. Let's just you know. And so now they're lowering these standards so that well, women could never go that fast. No, they probably couldn't. There's things that women will never be equal to a man on. And a lot of those things are physical fitness, physical tests. There's things that men will never be equal to a woman on. We will never be equal. We're not supposed to be. We are 
a man and a woman, a biological male and a female. There are biological differences that will never equal out. But yet the military's like, well, we just better lower the performance test so that women can come in. Cool. Now that's the person I want defending me against uh, a military that isn't woke and isn't sensitive. And they'll just train their people, say, hey, you give up your life, just go run in there with a grenade. Right? Like, like, like the enemies, the, the, the crazy people in the world that, that the military actually has to fight, they don't give a crap about your woke ideology. They don't give a crap about uh, equality and standards between men and women. Like, it's so stupid. And then you get to this whole thing where now, you know, women want equality. They want to say, hey, we want to be the exact same. And, and, and that's the start of wokeness. This extreme feminism is where it all starts. And where all started. And then now you get... <laughs> it is that exact same train of thought projected further down the line, moved, like, progressed for years and years, and now all of a sudden you can get a biological male joining a, a woman's swim team, and the women, the real women, just can't touch him. <laughs> but because well, no, he identifies because a as a girl... <laughs> you know, that's a civilian sport that had... <laughs> You know things attached to it, like I don't know, money and prestige. Oh no, we we want no no only women only. We no we can't have that. We can't have oh. that thing swimming with us. That's and um, like, oh, you want it both ways, don't you? Yep, it's hilarious. And I will tell you when this all became a big thing, um, with starting to uh, debate on lowering the standards, physical fitness standards. There's only, prior to that, there was, I think there was only one female ever that passed ranger training in the Army, and she did it under the male standards, right? Okay. Because the standards were made based on mission requirements mm-hmm. over time. Exactly. They made a doctrine, okay, these are the kind of um, physical attributes we need for special forces to do their job, mm-hmm. right? Not every man can pass. Not every man does <laughs> yeah. pass. In it, fact... Less than half, right? Yeah, most of them can't. Yeah, passed under the male standards. Well, now they're like, "Oh, we're going to lower the standards." She started to speak up, and the army ordered her to shut up. They put a gag order on her. Really? Yeah, you cannot talk publicly about the training. Wow. Classified. Hmm. What? No, it isn't. That's crazy. Yeah, so she did the right thing. Like, there's a woman in. that plays football. Really? I think she's uh, she's a young lady right now. Like she has never asked for any special treatment. Uh, I think she's in college or going to college, <laughs> and she's already been an instrumental part of winning two state championships. Oh wow! And she's never asked for anything special. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I mean, I can't, I can't remember what. Um, position she is. She's either, um, there's one girl that's a kicker and has been a, a quarterback, but this girl, I don't know what she does. Hmm. But she is a huge voice of, no, um, the, the the requirements to do a job should be the requirements. Mm-hmm. Anybody who can meet those requirements should be able to participate. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, don't lower the standard because of crybabies. But if I can play football as a kicker or as a quarterback or as a center, then let me. 
Exactly, yeah. But, you know, and cut me like you would cut a, a weak guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, kind of funny because she has this attitude and her parents are like the woke hipsters. It's funny. Um, really? Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Huh. Uh, she's everything that they're not. That's <laughs> it's funny. funny. Huh. But, uh, you know, and, and that's what I think. It, it, there's a job. The requirements are based on getting a job done, whatever that job is. From baking a cake to making more. Don't mm-hmm. reduce them, right? Because are you going to then reduce it so far to the point where um, someone in a wheelchair that's stricken with spinal bifida can join the military? <laughs> no, you're not. So, I'm a Navy SEAL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the way you put that. No, it's true. And it's just, oh, it's so, it's so, you know, people can't accept the fact that life's not fair. You know, like I, I tell my kids and it's harsh every time they're like, that's not fair. I'm like, life's not fair. And then you die. Okay. That, that's a reality. Just let that sink in. Get used to that for a while. No, that's not the entirety of it. Life is fantastic, and there's a there's a beautiful experience and a journey you can have along the way. But as far as what you think is fair or not, life's not fair, then you die. Done. Done. If life was fair, we would all have the exact same amount of money. We would have the exact same houses, the same cars. Uh, you know, some people and are like, come on, fair? Like, that is the stupidest concept in my, in my where did that come from? Fair? Here, I'll blow your mind. Stupid. Absolutely blow your mind. I think that life is fair. Everything being equal, right? If you live in a free country where, you know, like America's supposed to be, like Canada is supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're born, and I'm born. Everything is fair because each of us have in us innate abilities. They're not the same. We don't have the same interest but we all have the same capacity to succeed, right? No, Just in do- what we're good at, not no. necessarily what we want to do. No, but that's not true. Just what I think, right? Okay, um, so... And there are always going to be exceptions to... But, like, you know, oh, you're a doctor. Oh, I want to be a doctor and I want to have a big house. Well, no, you could be a very the most successful plumber in Tennessee and have a big house. I want to be a lawyer. But you're one of the best plumbers on earth. So you could be. But I want to be a... Oh, shut up. No, I get what you're saying with, um, like, not everybody has the same path. But life, I don't think anything. Life is not... The concept of fair, in my mind, doesn't exist. Equal does. But fairness is... I, I, I don't even... In my mind doesn't exist um, i think i have a weird thought of the word fair anyway so it may be my problem but i think fair is the beginning not the end yeah but i disagree with that so okay there's a little kid born in zimbabwe uh doesn't have a father and his mom's living on the streets and then i'm born in the town the city the place the exact spot i was born into the family i was born into that's my starting point is that fair between him and i it is not. Even locally, a child is born, you know, uh, 
with some medical defect, a birth defect, a cleft palate, and somebody else is born with the most gorgeous face and every person wants to stare at them and they will be so wealthy and, and famous when they're older because they're born so beautiful. Their starting point is completely unfair. I don't, I don't believe that fair exists. Stephen Hawking. Who's that? I, I refresh One me. of the, the most famous physicists we had, he's passed away now, but um, he was stricken with a birth defect, a genetic defect that then um, degenerated his entire body uh, over time. Mm-hmm. By the time he was in college, he was crippled. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit after that, no speaky, no movie, no nothing. Um, but he was one of the most brilliant physicists on earth. Was, was he, did he do a bunch of stuff for evolution? I'm sorry, what? I, I remember the name in Stephen Hawking, and I, I have a negative connotation with it, and I don't know why. Oh, okay. Um, he, uh, he had some theories that... Um, wound up disproving one of Einstein's theories. But what he did when he did it was with what Einstein had available to him, he was correct. Hmm. Anyway, so he was just saying, had he been able to live to today, you can extrapolate his theorems, which we all start with. Um, you would get to where we are now anyway. Hmm. Um, so he wasn't smashing Einstein. He was just saying where he stopped was, where he had to stop based on what he had available to him at the time. Now we have, well, now we can go further because we have more technological advancement. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I think whatever you're good at, if you stick to that, it, it, it primarily up to you. There are other factors that can kneecap you, of course, but um, anyway, not yeah. everybody's going to have a, hunky-dory life but no no and it nor, nor is it supposed to be that way but i don't know it, it just when people try to make everything fair i think that is so flawed because nothing nothing is fair okay you know what's not fair todd is that where you're at right now or last week it it was warm where I'm at, it was like minus 25. We got down to minus 27. The, the shower in our master bath bathroom froze up. The pipes froze. That's not fair. Of course it's not fair. There's no such thing as fair. This whole fair is just... The only fair should be a place that you go to and there's rides and corn dogs. That's a oh fair. Oh, my God. I was thinking that just now. <laughs> when you were talking about the shower, what I was going to do when you were, you know, paused was tell you... I can't do this anymore. I, I have to just say I agree completely with you. I was just trying to give another side. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no such thing as fair. It's a place you go, not a concept of equality. <laughs> that is right. so weird that we're, we had the exact same analogy. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to look but, into this. Um, <clears throat> you know, just like to me, a club isn't a place you go. A club is something you hold in your hand and hit people that cry <laughs> fair. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, this I don't think I like the Stephen Hawking guy. I've heard the new I've I've heard the name. It's been a long time. But questioning the universe. I mean there are reasons I don't like him. Yeah. But it doesn't stop the the fact that he's brilliant. No, I agree. On physics and he was, you know, 
completely physically handicapped. Yeah, yeah. You can see that as soon as you Google him. But um, weird. You know, he had some non-physics beliefs that I didn't. But, hmm. um, you know, again, stick with your job when you're in the public like that. Yeah. Don't use your position as a physicist to be political. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the hardest thing right now is that everybody does everything, right? Like, um, like uh, with the pandemic, politicians all of a sudden are giving health directives. <laughs> I'm like, you know, when I see a guy who's 70 pounds overweight, there's no way on earth I'm going to take any health advice from that idiot. Like, that's one thing if you want to, but then you look at all the medical professionals like, in Canada, like that Dr. Tam, it's like, I'm sorry, I will not take health advice from you because you look gross. You look sick. You do not look like a healthy, happy human being. Next, please show me somebody else. <laughs> and it's like, even the, the one that we had in Alberta, who's a crook, I forget her name. It's not even worth remembering politicians anymore. But um, I'm like, you look like you're schizophrenic or something. Like you look scared. You look like you've never slept. Um, <laughs> I would rather see somebody who's just come back from a jog and is like got a smile on their face. Like, oh, well, man, what a beautiful day today. Okay. Okay, cool. That, that person, there's a certain look to a person like that, man, I'm sorry. It, it's just so silly, but they're like, oh, because I'm an, I'm a politician and there's something going on. That's a medical situation. I better step in and, and use my political power to influence people like way out of your zone. You have zero right. It's like me. I don't know. I don't know. It's like me telling a, a genetic engineer who's trying to uh, manipulate crops what I think he should do. How dare you? <laughs> no, you know, it'd be like, I have no clue what I'm talking about. Let me shut my mouth. It'd be like me giving advice on the pandemic. Like, seriously. Actually, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. What, what right do I have to say that? Have I gone to med school? Do I understand virology? Absolutely not. I'm just going to be like, you know what? I, I have no clue what the right thing is to do here. I'm going to bow out for a minute. Let's talk to an expert, you know? Just like if somebody who's never made a knife before tries to tell me, oh, you should do it this way. <laughs> like, shut your oh, face. every commenter on your videos. Yeah, shut your face. You know what you should do? <laughs> it's like pull your bottom lip over your head and swallow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good place to stop. Yes. That would be a good name for the show. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, we'll do that. That'll be the title. Put, <laughs> you put your bottom lip over fairness and swallow. <laughs> yeah, but, right. yeah, I got to get going. Okay, right on. Well, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad the internet seemed to kind of straighten itself out again. And we were able to, it was, it was a lot worse in the beginning. So hopefully we can get an episode out of this. But yeah, yeah, I should actually get to work. You know, relatively good show. Back on our rant. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I went. I off. missed them. I went off on the gun thing. I'm like, I'm like off. I'm the tired deep of being end. nice all the time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, thanks a lot, Todd. I appreciate it, and thank you to the listeners, and uh, the audience is growing. I'm actually kind of shocked. So it's good. It's cool. And but, uh, if each of our listeners don't bring ten of you, ten guests with you next week. I'm going to put coal in your stocking. That's Get right. no presents this year. No presents at all. It's called a recession. <laughs> right on. We'll talk to you all next week, hopefully. 
And uh, yeah, see you later. See you.